I'm Nicole Nader and you're listening to me on Above and Beyond. Hello all, Mike Myers here with another episode of Above and Beyond, brought to you by Reengineering Australia Foundation. REA's mantra is to engage and inspire and educate students and teachers in industry about the value of STEM education. This week we're at the Royal Adelaide Show where we're running the state final of F1 in schools and subs in schools and uh, I've got on the microphone with me Nicole who has an incredibly interesting background coming from Boeing and spent 20 years in the Department of Defence. She's been involved in judging students on project management and portfolio development and I'm keen to find out what her perception is of the students that she's been judging. Uh, Nicole, from um, an industry perspective, how, do you, how have you found the process of working with students? Oh, it, it's truly inspiring and really motivating. Their foresight and their vision at that age and their articulation is, is really incredible. I mean, historically, project management is not a subject that's taught at school, and yet in industry, it's quite an important part of the process. Are you seeing kids now starting to get an idea of what's involved in project management? I am. It's And that's the wonderful part with these engineering projects that they're doing. I don't think at, at the younger ages they realise they're doing project management or delivering projects, which is the exciting part. Um, they're, they're, they're highly technical. But at the end of the day, it, it's the pointy end project managers that glue all of these technical elements together and deliver them to, to our customers, to the Commonwealth, to the Navy, to the Air Force. Boeing is managing large and complex projects all around the world. People are communicating and working and they're using 3D as a communication tool. And uh, from that, I think communication in itself is incredibly more important than we realise. Oh, it, it is vital. It is, is one of the, the higher priority skills, uh, particularly in project management as well. The, the communication and stakeholder management is the key to, to gluing everything together, so it is really vital. But these days when you have project teams that can be dispersed in different parts of the country, different parts of the world... The communication is even trickier, which means you need to be even more mindful of how you're making sure you're connecting with everyone. My research that REA does a lot of says that girls are much better than boys at project management. I know that's a leading question, but what do you think of that process? Oh, I'm, uh, of course, I'd love to agree with you. I think it, it could be because we can be find communication easier and coordination of activities easier. I find our more natural strength and, and the, the gentlemen tend to be very technical, very numbers, can, can sometimes get, uh, get distracted with the cool stuff and forget that there's a, a, a bigger project to deliver. Being from Boeing, every day you've got very large and complex projects. Do you appreciate what the kids are doing and the, and the level that they've got to be stepped up to in these projects? Yes, ab- absolutely. It's They're starting from a much younger age though, so by the time they are coming out of university and the fact that they're now already gluing industry together with the skills that they're doing, particularly in the defence industry, their vision to want to work in the defence industry is just, it, it's fantastic. They're, they're pinpointing specific defence roles that they want, whether it's in the communication area or to join the Navy and work on their, their, their 
their platforms there. Some of them are being very specific what skills they want in the defence industry, which is just fantastic to see. They don't have any preconceptions about what defence industry is all about? No, I, I believe they're seeing it as this giant playground of opportunity for them, depending on what their personal preference and strength might be by the time they're, they're ready to get on board. Industry working with students, we can bus kids to industry or we can bring industry to the kids. I mean, part of this process here is that we get industry to come and to judge the kids and interact with them. Which of those things going to or coming from do you think is the greatest value in terms of engaging with students? It's certainly a bit of both. I've never seen interaction higher than it is these days with industry, either providing mentors into schools or judges into fantastic competitions like this. It would be hard to beat getting bus to a site. Um, I've just finished almost 10 years on the Air Warfare Destroyer program, which was just enormous, and that's going to be hard to top for my career. For them to see things like that up close and be able to touch it, you, you can't beat that. Regardless of the stories you're bringing to a classroom, it, it, getting the, the kids out to the sites is, is where the wow factor comes in for them. If you were selling to a student the opportunities that exist in Boeing, how would you do that? There's just so many. Where to start? Because the company is a global company, the internal opportunities to move and work in other countries also as you progress your professional career go hand in hand. They're on the leading edge of the technical and the communication programs around the world. And the other the other key thing I've noticed with Boeing that's setting them apart from some of the other defence companies at the moment is living their values about flexibility, about integrity, diversity. They're really embracing different and change. So it's it's been really refreshing. On the diversity thing, and I know um, girls in STEM is high on the agenda generally, but what's your impression of student perception of whether there's a blockage to them or not to them getting involved in STEM, I mean boys or girls? I don't believe there is one at all. It is absolutely open to all nationalities, cultures, genders. I've not seen or experienced the doors as open as they are today. I wonder sometimes whether those doors that uh, exist in perception are about the, the hang-ups of adults rather than the hang-ups of children because the children, are so, I see them every day, are so excited about what they're doing. Yeah, and I guess um, part of their home life adds into that, whether they're conditioned to dream big or uh, sometimes self-confidence can be that limiting factor, not whether the door's open or not, it can just be your own internal self-confidence. That is somewhere where young girls tend to be behind the young boys with, with being confident with their comp- competence. Given you have such experience in the industry, what skills out of school, what are those skills that you think are the most transportable that you would like schools to deliver to, the, to a new entrant? You're talking high schools? Well, uh, I, I suppose high school, I'm thinking, you know, is it communication, is it collaboration, is it... You know, mathematics, is it science? Which of those elements that do you think schools could put more effort in to make it easier for students to transition into, into the workplace? I think it is what we used to term the soft skills, the communication, the collaboration, a bit of negotiation. Stakeholder management is key, particularly in defence when you are gluing together. There are no defence projects anymore that are just one company. You are paired up, uh, whether it's via a formal partnership or joint venture, there's many contracting forms, but you are working with people in other com- companies, you're working with politicians, 
you're working with suppliers. You really have to be good at the coordinating and gluing it all together. Stakeholder management is, is key. I used to work with Boeing. We'd fly from here to Jakarta and we'd get out of the plane and we'd have to deal with a different language and a culture and a history and then the next day we'd be in Tokyo and it'd be different again and then off to India. And, and it was only those people who could switch themselves at a communication level between those places that were able to stick projects together and get an outcome. So Yeah, and it's being mindful that there are differences and you won't always know what they are, but just being open and respectful to them. A lot of companies I'm seeing these days have, for example, when I did work um, on the shipyard, we would have a day dedicated to the Spanish cultures and their special day and their cooking, and we would try and embrace and learn more about each other that way. Sounds like Boeing's a great place to work. <laughs> If you were to talk, talk to kids in school and to inspire them to what's possible for them, how, how would you give students some advice about life? If you were to talk to the young version of yourself, what is it that you would say to them? Aim higher and say yes more. In terms of selling Boeing to them or defence industries to a student, what would you say? The industry that's, for South Australia in particular, we're, we're the defence state, the, the billions of dollars that are coming in here is just mind-boggling. Whichever topic they choose to study at university, there's going to be a job for them in the defence industry in South Australia, whether it is in you know supply chains, contract management, law, engineering, mathematics. It's, it's all going to be necessary to deliver the programs that we are so fortunate to be able to have in our state and be building. You say that the students have no blockages about defence industries. Do you think there's still some blockage with adults about the word defence we need to overcome or is that dissipating? With That's a great point you make. I think it is dissipating with time but it's certainly still there, just the connotations that can come with that word. I have noticed some people against the industry because of, rather than thinking defence or intelligence or communication or giving our military the tools to what they need to for our country. The skills that I would have thought that you learn in defence industries apply right across the, the, the barrier. I mean, even the work that you have done, obviously, on the Air Warfare Destroyer, I mean, it is a floating city. Mm-hmm. The knowledge you learn from building a city applies to building a country town or building a whole lot of things, and Australia is a bunch of country towns in that context. Yep. You've touched on one of my favourite topics, that project management is completely transferable across all industries in Nicole's opinion. Um, as you said, the, the, the mining companies, the, the buildings, the, you know, look what we've done with North Terrace and all of the upgrading that's going on, a new tram line, everything needs a project manager, everything's delivered as a project. So uh, um, project managers and engineers for the next, as long as I'm around, are, are going to be highly sought after. A lot of conversation I've heard over the years where people say that to students oh, you'll have... 15 careers in your life and, and I, I tend to think that, that they won't have different careers they'll have chosen a career a career pathway they might have a lot of different jobs but the fundamental skills will be the same whether it's project management you'll be a project manager could be on trains or planes or automobiles but in a sense you've got to be very good at what you do to get a long-term career or to make it to the top is that a fair comment it is absolutely And I guess one of the other beauties with the big defence organisations is that there are so many different opportunities within them, so you do get to pick up additional skills even that you don't 
intend to get or think you're ever ever going to get. So the, for that uh, as well, uh, the the opportunities to, if they did want to change, I mean, you wouldn't change for I imagine from being an engineer to an accountant. Uh, but there's so many layers you can add to your engineering career uh, once once you've got that start. Engineering is becoming a foundation degree. I mean, once upon a time you did a Bachelor of Arts or whatever, but now it's sort of engineering is becoming the foundation degree upon which you build your other skills. Underlying engineering skills applies in so many places. It does. It does. All, all the variants of, like you said, the foundation. It is really just about problem solving. It is, yes. If you uh, were talking to uh, purely to girls, what would you say about opportunities in STEM? I would say get in there definitely because the o- the opportunities in there are just enormous and the the young girls out there they've got so many opportunities now that I I'm not sure were around back when I was their age and, and I'm so thankful that they are there for them and the supports there and that I think the the older ladies in the in the corporate roles are opening up the doors to to invite them in and hopefully, yeah, make them key key parts of all the teams. The role of passion mm. in choosing a career, where do you think that fits? It's got to fit high because you've got to love what you do. Um, I, I know we read the articles that say, you know, pick a, pick a job you love and you never work a day in your life, but, but that is true. Spend so much of your time uh, at work. Doing, doing your job, that if you do love it, you will not only do it better, um, you'll strive higher, you'll want to learn more and then the world really is your oyster. So if there is a preference, I, I say don't ignore that or, or, or do the head-heart equation, just just get in there and follow it. It's a wonderful point to, think, uh, to finish on, Nicole, and I thank you very much for the opportunity to have a chat with you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful. 